0: The Maple Leafs squandered a 7 2 third period lead in Detroit. Is a DEFCOM one in the crease for Toronto? We'll break down the game, tee up tonight's game in Washington, and discuss what options the Leafs have in net. All on today's Locked on Leafs. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Leafs podcast, one-stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio, also known as Al's Brother from TSN's Overdrive and TSN 1050's Leafs Lunch. With me, my co-host, it's Dave Morissuti from Sportsnet, also writer for the NHLPA. And just a reminder, this is a daily Maple Leaf-centric podcast, so be sure to subscribe to the show For free content each and every day, Monday through Friday, and you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can now check us out also on YouTube. That's right. We are now a video platform as well, so you can go check that on YouTube, uh, Locked on Lease. And once we get 500 subscribers, we're going to be doing a giveaway. I actually have dug it out. We're going to be giving away this Tim Hortons, Austin Matthews, uh, Tim Hortons stick. So not, uh, not too shabby of a, of a giveaway there. And for a guy who's scoring a whole bunch. Uh, not too bad. So go ahead, subscribe to us, locked on lease on YouTube, and make yourself eligible for the Austin Matthews uh, Tim Hortons collectible stick. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Uh, Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, it is where the game starts. Oh, boy, Dave, let's get right into it. What the hell was that Saturday night? What the hell was that? Look, I was,
1: I I had no words at the time because when it got to 7.4, I'm just like, they're really not going to do this, are they? Like, they're <laughs> ne- really not going to do this. <laughs> and it went to 7.5, I'm like, oh, they're definitely going to do this. They're definitely going to do this. And I, I hate to say this, but the first person I thought of when all this was happening, because I know he was doing a live stream at the time, was Steve Dangle, and that was the first thing. <laughs> Literally the first place I went, and man. A meltdown. Yeah, and, like, it's just, like, when you, even though they won the game, you just, you're just, like, ugh. Everyone in the hockey was, like, oh, this is fantastic. Let's give more 9-7 games. But it's just, like, no, no.
0: Well, well I, I think, like, it, it'd be different if they were, you know, trading goals back and forth all game long. Maybe it'll be a bit different, but, like, the Maple Leafs went into the third period with a 7-2 lead. 7-2 going into the third period. And guess what? If you didn't score in the third period, that game goes to overtime because you allowed five goals in the third. It was preposterous. I mean, it was just like they couldn't get a save. Not one freaking save. They have, Jack Campbell ends up getting pulled in the third period while still in position to win that game. That's how kind of dire it got. For Sheldon Keith, where he said to himself, "If we need, to, in order to stop the bleeding, we need to pull our goaltender. That's the only way to to make that happen." And they did. And then Ilya Mikheyev went nice little power move, made it eight six. And then they come back and they score, and it's back to a one goal game. I'm like, I'm sitting here with the lease on the puck line, so they had to win by two for me to win this game. And I'm sitting there at the end of the third period, sitting pretty. I'm already like, all right, what can I spend my 50 bucks on that I'm going to win here? I'm already trying to figure out what I'm going to blow it on and and whatnot. And then all of a sudden, 20 minutes later, I'm like, am I actually going to lose this money? Like, is this really, really happening? It was just, it was honestly just such a just such a tough game to watch and, and, and it sucks because the first 20 minutes of that game like the least they started on time they were absolutely dominating through the first 20 minutes like that for that top line bunting matthews and marner like holy crap i mean you talk about the the three stars of the game let's do it right now it's marner bunting matthews all three of them that first line those are your first second third stars of the game i mean Marner, four goals to a six, six-point night. Michael Bunting, a goal and four assists six for a five-point night. Austin Matthews, a goal and three assists for a four-point night. I mean, like that line, that team, literally that line combining for 15 points on the night, it was absolutely incredible. And like some really nice goals too, like Michael Bunting doing the old Marner, you know, thank you, there you go. And, and Amara just comes in and scoops it up into the into the clean open net, but... And then the third period and all hell broke loose and the Leafs just couldn't get a stop. I mean, how worried are you, man? How how concerned are you about uh, the goaltending? And and that Belano goal specifically too, the one that really got Campbell pulled, that's just unacceptable, man. Like your everyday beer league goaltender makes that stop and, and doesn't give him anything to shoot there. That was I, – I, I mean –
1: there were people who probably would have preferred David Ayers in that at that point than Jack Campbell. I hate to say it, but after that goal, that I, I had no words because this is clearly not a technical issue. This isn't like Jack Campbell for like, it's, this is like a confidence thing. This is where he thinks he can't make the save. It all started with that giveaway behind the net and he, and he misplays the puck and it ends up in the net. And from there, it just seems like he was fighting himself because I was looking at the gold he was letting in. And I was just like, oh, boy, like these are brutal. And they got worse and worse and worse. And like Detroit definitely smelled blood. That yeah. was like that. And like they gave, they gave Detroit an Indian. And as I said before, never let the opponent know that you have, like they have you mentally. And that's what he did again.
0: Yeah. I, it's exactly what happened there. And then they've swapped him out and a uh, quick goal on Morazik, too. And you're like, oh no. <laughs> Can we get a save, please? A save from anybody would be grand. Um, they ended up holding on, obviously, winning the game 10 7. But I mean, <laughs> when you go into a third period, you really do expect to be able to hang on to that lead and be able to coast and not have to score anymore. But they did have to score more goals um it was insane it was the first time that the Leafs had scored 10 goals in a long time too um it was it was really just a bizarre game overall but what was even more disappointing i looked up looked this up after the game i was a little bit surprised to see it but the team scores 10 goals john Tavares held pointless
1: you know what, like there are a lot of players that were held pointless um
0: Morgan Riley, Riley, another one. Now, there was no power play. So, like, and that's where a lot of these guys saw the dogs going absolute wild. Look at the that. The
1: dog is so upset that John Tavares
0: didn't get a point. He's so he's angry sad. with why, John Tavares. Why,
1: why are you doing this to me? <laughs> why are you doing this to me?
0: He is. That's exactly what he's mad about. Hey, I think people are home, so I think they're just going, uh, going wild. But anyways, back on track here. Uh, but like, just, just not getting a point. Like that's unacceptable. We've talked about this for well, it's It's gone really in depth this week. It's really starting to get highlighted. The struggles that Tavares has the lack of production specifically at five on five. And for him not to register a single point when the team scores 10 goals. And I know like six of which came from Marner, Bunting and Matthews. So granted, I guess that's, you know, those are going to eat up a lot of those points, but I mean clearly the opposing goaltender is also just as much Swiss cheese as Jack Campbell and Peter Morazic. You couldn't find yourself to to get yourself a, a goal there just to get off the schneid. Like this is some kind of like bad streak that this guy's on. Like he's gone 15, 16 games now without scoring a goal at 5 on 5. I mean, this guy makes 11 million dollars. It's it's actually unacceptable at this point. What's going on with him?
1: Like, and here's the thing. He still has 48 points in 51 games. Like if he was even consider like putting up a goal here or there, we're not really talking about this because his stats are not that bad, but it's the fact that it's gone this long. And clearly you can tell that he is trying. He is just trying to get a goal going. Like, I'm just looking here. The last time he scored was against Detroit in Detroit. That's why when I put that thought out there that John Tavares would score over the next few games, (laughs) because he had already scored in Detroit. Yeah. That was back at the end of January. He's going to go almost a whole month. Like if he doesn't score against the Capitals Monday night, he would have gone a whole month without scoring a goal which I've never seen that before from John
0: Tavares. And even then, that goal was scored in the power play. He's gone he's already gone a calendar month without a goal at 5 on 5. That's very true, right? So, I mean, yeah, it's it's not going well for uh for Tavares. They've I mean, there's been some some good looks, don't get me wrong. It's not like he's a complete liability out there, but he's at cool. some point this needs to this needs to break through, man. It just—it's got to break through. I think it will. Like, I don't think he's going to be a complete waste of space <laughs> the rest of the season. You know, I, it will break through, and then you know we'll be sitting here thinking, "Wow, what were we, what were we having? Uh, why are we complaining? What were we, you know, all worried about?" Similarly to the way we were about Mitch Marner not scoring at the beginning of the year and Austin Matthews not scoring at the beginning of the year. You know, these dips happen, but a month-long dip often is it's it's a little bit too long for a guy making as much money as he does and no one says oh why do you always focus on the money because because of that contract the Leafs can't go out and get other players who can score goals so at the when there's a cap it's always about money and if you're not living up to those expectations that your contract puts on you yeah you're going to get scrutinized for it it is what it is and you know Tavares is not living up to those expectations you know, Nylander did score but he also does need to pick him, himself back up a little bit, too. The third line, actually, I thought I had a good game. The third line was that line that really responded for the Maple Leafs, too. Right? You get that goal by Mikheyev. Camp had himself a pretty solid game. Um, got rewarded for, for some hard work in net with a nice tip. And then Andre Kasha scoring on the PK. So, like, those guys are are really becoming... I guess just in that game specifically, but like that, they've been more of depth scoring, and actually they have been over the course of the last calendar month. If you look at the the five on five stats, the third line, the dominant checking line of this team, and they are specifically a checking line with like twenty percent zone starts, ozone starts. They're out producing that second line right now. Like that can't happen. That cannot happen. And it's not like the third line's just going bonkers and they're scoring every game here that's just the lack of production from the second line that is allowing that third line to look so like to shine through which it's just not good it's not good it's not good I know you win a game you get your two points you should feel good about it but man when you're up 7-2 and the game ends 10-7 and at one point it was 8-7 yeah, Leaf fans are going to be a little bit weary about uh, about this team, and it was strange too. What did you make of the D pairings? Because it was the first time that we've actually seen those D pairings, and Sheldon Keefe decided to switch things up. Full left left shot guys on the left, full lineup of right shot guys on the right. So you had Riley with Dermott, which didn't go over very well. I will say that Musson and Hall actually I thought. Uh, or not Muzzin Hall, Brody and Hall, I thought were actually decent. And Justin Hall, quietly, a three-assist night. I mean, they had the one nice one to Marner, but outside of that, or no, Bunting. Bunting, yeah. Bunting. But outside of that, I, I looked and I was like, oh, three assists. Okay, interesting. Makes sense. All right, cool. But, like, you can't go into Washington with that lineup after giving up seven goals, can you?
1: No. I, I understand what Sheldon Keith was doing. Like at seven two, you can afford or you should sorry, you should be able to afford to kind of mix things up
0: and see how the different defensive pairings work. But like well, with oh. that all game, like that he started the game that way and it started off fine. Everything was fine through the first forty minutes. And then all hell broke loose in the third. I don't know what the hell happened. Even I mean they said Detroit, they knew they were gonna come out hard. I don't know if they didn't believe it or what, but the Maple Leafs just on their heels, in their own zone. There was like a six-minute or a four, was it? I think it was like seven-minute span where Detroit scored like four goals. It was like a five-minute span. Yeah, like, it was not take ridiculous. Them.
1: I think it's also, how many times have we seen this from the Leafs where they get a big lead and it's like, it's it's almost like, they don't turn it off completely, but... It's almost pretty close. Like they've got got it on cruise control, but got yeah. on like
0: a lower setting than we you we'd like to see. What did? I'm trying to remember what it was or who asked him this. Somebody asked him, "What do you want? Uh, what's your trade deadline wish?" Do you remember what his response was?
1: Oh man!
0: I, oh,
1: wasn't it to play defense for a whole
0: sixty minutes? He wants a sixty-minute game. That was not a sixty minute game. Was well, it? Was yeah, like they played a forty minute game. I'll give pretty, them. That. Yeah, pretty solid hockey. I mean, that first period was as dominant as a period as they played in a long time. You know, let's let's give them their flowers. They came out, they started on time, but that's all quickly fades away when you have an ending the way that they did. Luckily, they got the two points. Could you imagine if this was a reverse score, and they went in with a ten? Or with in with a seven two lead in the third, and then lost 10-7. Oh my god!
1: That might be a re- that would probably would have been a record for
0: goals. Oh wow! In a in a third period, like, it was yeah. That was an interesting game. Uh, just it's one where you really just kind of do you take the positives from the first couple, and then the third period. I guess you throw the third period in the in the garbage, throw the tape in the garbage, and you move on if you're Jack Campbell, you have to, I think, yeah, I think you yeah. do. I mean, I don't know if you heard this, I guess, uh, Marner went to Jack Campbell, um, in between commercial breaks uh, after he got pulled and just said, Hey man, you know, all good, not your night, but you're still our guy and tried to lift his spirits. And we know how hard he is on himself, uh, coming up, Uh, in, uh, probably the third segment, we're actually going to take a look at not to say that the Leafs are going to make a change in net and that they're going to actively shop for a goaltender, but we'll take a look at some goalies around the league who potentially could be available via the trade market if the Maple Leafs did want to go that route. So we got a few goalies in mind that we'll talk about. Um, but we'll take one quick break now when we get back. Let's chat about this Leafs and Caps game that's going to go down tonight. It's the first time Sheldon Keefe will be taking on Alex Ovechkin in the Capitals in the National Hockey League. So a little bit of a, a, a monumentous game for Sheldon. Sniper versus Sniper, the you know the two best shooters in the league. Should be a fun one. And let's tee it up when we return. But first, how about a word from our show sponsor?
1: Yes, our good friends over at Bilbar. I'm sure that if you were stressing in that third period, and wanted something to kind of hunker down and keep yourself in a good comfort zone. Probably would have been a good choice. If you had a built bar. All built bars are covered in 100% real chocolate chocolate. 100% real chocolate, low calorie, high protein, okay? So make sure you go to builtbar.com and scroll down the macros chart. You'll be blown away. High protein, low calorie, high fiber and low carb. Compare that to any candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. You can get flavors from mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new for this month, white chocolate cookies, and cream. At Bill Bar, they're all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first and then figure out how to make it healthy. I don't know about you, but they pull that it out. I finally is- got my boat bars, Mike, and they are fantastic. I should have brought I should have brought them out with me. They're fantastic. So go dot use the promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your orders. That's LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. All right,
0: welcome back into the Locked On Leafs podcast. Mike DiStefano and Dave Morissuti, we are the hosts of Locked On Leafs, And just a reminder that we are a daily Maple Leafs podcast. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts from. And also you can find us up on YouTube now for the video portion of um of locked on leaves just search locked on Leafs on youtube um so tonight though leaf's getting back at it so detroit that's gone they've moved away leaving michigan and all that behind them and now they head to the nation's capital in the united states of america to washington to take on the caps um I don't believe uh, – so Engvall and Dermott did not travel with the team to Detroit. I don't think they're meeting up with them either. This, there was a bit of a stomach bug that was going around with the team. I wonder if that had anything to do with that debacle too. Now I think about it. I wonder do if anyone kind of towards the third know, practice
1: lines On Friday, Manny yeah. Malhotra was in the, was at the forwards. Like I, I can get maybe if some guys are really dealing with
0: it, – well, it, Tavares, it, Tavares didn't practice on friday he was out of the game so i wonder if that did kind of result in in a bit of a poor play from him just wasn't 100 percent. obviously man was sick and he's not michael jordan so he didn't have a flu game (laughs) unfortunately it's so tough it's water had the flu
1: game so some people think that you know these athletes can kind of pull off when it's like a stomach bug like you're you're like that you know a game a hockey game takes a lot out of you Guys are constantly having to hydrate. Some you know have have to take like electrolytes just to keep themselves going and keep themselves from getting dehydrated during a game. Yeah. Like imagine if you're doing that and you're on a stomach bug and like I know we're in COVID times right now and and like all you know, illnesses are kind of people are all over the place with how with symptoms and such, but a stomach bug is nothing. Like William Neilander had to go off the ice after scoring the first his first goal. I don't yeah. know if you that. Like I people, did, I
0: don't know if that was a stomach bug or what, but
1: yeah, like he kind of
0: imagine you you go score a goal, go to the room, hurl, get back out onto the ice. Is that what you're saying? Is that what happened there? Maybe I mean, there was that, that they we didn't get. I don't even know if we got
1: much of an explanation on that, but that I I didn't. I'm just like he didn't get hurt. He like nothing happened. Like sometimes it yeah. could be an equipment issue, but yeah. usually you can get that fixed at the bench. So it wouldn't surprise me if something like that was like really going, like really bugging this team.
0: Bobby Lou, maybe pull the Bobby Lou.
1: (laughs) Oh, never forget that one. That
0: could have pulled a Bobby Lou. That could have been the case there. You never know. You never know. Um, That went off the rails pretty quickly, that conversation there, but it leads us back to, to them going to Washington and, you know, a, a couple of days, I guess after battling the stomach bug, maybe it's, it's gone. Hopefully it's just like a, 24 to 48 hour type of uh, type of stomach bug for these guys. And they could be a little bit more energized, more fresh and be ready to take on the capitals. Cause unlike Detroit, Washington is a playoff caliber team. They're a real solid team. And you, you gotta have your 60 minute, uh, you gotta have a 60 minute effort ready to go for them or else, I mean, things aren't going to go very well against Washington. Um, one of the things I think is pretty cool about tonight though, is, is that it is Sheldon Keith's first game against Washington. And I always think that this is just bonkers to me that he's 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 in his third season in the National Hockey League, and has yet to play every single team. He still hasn't played every team. Yeah, the,
1: like I know COVID has you you like the four-
0: coached, but you know what I
1: mean. But, but like you think of like he didn't when he started. You know the Leafs were still able to play against American teams, so he went through that whole time. Without going up against Washington, then you had the COVID bubble, then, then you have the All Canadian matchup, and then this season, it's taken all the way to like February, end of February, basically them. March. Yeah, basically March. I've ne- like this schedule this year has been has been like they still haven't even played Florida yet. Like this is such yeah. a weird schedule that I and it you know what at least we're gonna get both teams. At their best or at full strength, for the most part, I know. Um, yeah, like Washington doesn't have like I think the only injury really like that's been hurting them a lot has been Anthony Mantha. But
0: let me see like, what's going like, on with their injury. Uh, with their injury concerns here, they also uh, have. I think you ever uh, up. Yeah, I do
1: right now. So yeah, Mantha has uh, has a shoulder injury. He's been on the IR.
0: Justin Schultz is day to day with an upper body, and he's literally been out all season. (laughs) Like he's, I think he played ten games. I haven't been fantasy, so he played like ten games, and he's been chilling on the IR all year. I think he's supposed to come back though. I think early March is when he's supposed to be back. I don't believe it'll be tomorrow, but he is supposed to be back at some point. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, him, Schultz. Actually, did you see that they sent down Vitek Vanacek for a loan, low conditioning stint?
1: Yeah, he was working throw. his away, his way back from it, from an injury. Um, but like Elias Samson, like him and Ilya Samson have been kind of the one-two like tandem there, and yeah, some people are still iffy on that tandem just because it's not very experienced. And I mean, it kind of settled when they were trying to get. Henrik this to be their, their goaltender going into this. Yeah.
0: School. Right. Right. So that's, <laughs> or is that last year? I think it was last year. It hey. was last.
1: Year. He was they were trying to get him back for this year, but his his uh situation was just not right. like, he wasn't ready to come back. Like it's literally been 31. Like Samsonov has played 31, uh Vanacek has played 24 games, and like Samsona has not been like he's been below average.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he hasn't. Uh... Like
1: Washington is doing well despite
0: their goaltending,
1: and you wonder if this team starts to get goaltending, which most likely will start happening against the Leafs because that's always how it happens.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's very true. Uh,
1: I, I'm Washington is a team that I, I had a little, I had a little bit higher. I didn't think the Penguins were going to be this good in that division, nor the Rangers. I thought I had, I had Washington in that two hole. They still can get there, but they're,
0: they're, (sighs) they're fading. They're fading here. They've only got uh, three wins in their last 10 games here. Um, And two of those wins coming against, you know, a couple of basement dwellers in Philly and Montreal. They did have a four, one win against Nashville like a week and a half ago. That's really their only like real solid win. I would say, in um, the entire month of February, I guess February first they beat Pittsburgh four three, but outside of that, literally they only have one like statement win, and that was against Nashville a couple of weeks back. And, and since then, you know, a loss to Edmonton, loss to Columbus, loss to Ottawa, loss to uh, the Rangers, who are a pretty good team, and they also lost to Philly. Um, the other night. So, you know, this is a team that's reeling right now, and, and goaltending has been a bit of an issue for them. It's almost like these two teams are very similar, actually, the, the Maple Leafs and the Washington Capitals, where they just – if they can get at least league-average goaltending, there's enough offense there, and, you know, there's they've got some pieces on the back end mm-hmm. where they could be a solid, solid club, and they're just not getting that goaltending. So can the Maple Leafs, though – can they take advantage of that can that top line of marner bunting matthews just keep it rolling i mean they've been so red hot but can they keep it rolling and kind of make simpson pay is this finally the game that john tavares gets off the schneid maybe hopefully let's try and will it back into existence again it didn't work against detroit but hey let's try and will it back into existence you know what i mean like i i think we the there needs to be some more scoring um, that it can't all just come from the top line, and whether that's from the blue line, who could definitely use some more scoring from you know the the second line there, the fourth line hasn't been able to put much in the back of the net. I think Spets has scored actually. No, that wasn't even that was at uh with the man advantage, or no, what was it? Yeah, the net was was empty. The man yeah. well, the net was empty, right? So he was the extra attacker, so that was even a fourth line goal. So, they're really not getting much offense from other people, from anyone else. So, uh, hopefully, they can take advantage of, of the Capitals, who are a struggling club right now. Um, just, let's see what the. the
1: I'm going to say this the Capitals are very fortunate that the rest of the Eastern Conference is not very good because they have a 10 point lead on the Columbus Blue Jackets for that second wildcard spot. Like, I, I didn't realize it was that much of a gap between oh, the yeah. wildcard and the rest. Of, like they're very lucky they're not in the western conference cuz they wouldn't even be they they would be on uh, they would still be in a playoff spot but they'd have a few teams
0: right yeah. off
1: the butt. Um, oh yeah,
0: the, well the east the east has been settled since Christmas. It really has been. The 8 teams there's going to be some jockeying for position, but in terms of the 8 clubs that are going to be there come April, I mean th- those are the teams, April, May. Those are the 8 clubs there, you know, Boston and everybody down from there. Um but, you know, I, I just, it's going to be a tough game. I, I still think it's going to be tough. Uh, let's see if there's somewhere that they can kind of take advantage. I mean, here's here's something that, like, just taking a look at the team stats here. As per usual, there's a massive, massive um, upper hand in the face-off department. Typically, when Toronto does well in the face-off department, typically they do end up winning the game. So. I mean, they've got their first in the league 56% faceoff rate. Washington's only 30th at 46%. So if they can win the draws, win possession, and try and play the possession game against a team like Washington, I think that they'll have a much better better opportunity there. The penalty kills, kind of middle of the pack at 79%. Um, So the Maple Leafs have a very strong power play. They didn't get a single power play. That's a weird thing too, eh? Ten goals and not a single power play. And yet they still scored 10 in Detroit, but you know, if they can draw a couple of power plays, uh, draw a couple of penalties, go to the power play. I think that's going to probably be a, a recipe for success. Almost play a similar game to the way they played the Minnesota wild. I think if they can play that way where it's kind of low event. You, you make sure that you don't make a mistake. Cause guys like Ovi and Kuznetsov and Tom Wilson, like those guys will make you pay. They'll make you pay TJ Oshie as well. So I can almost see this game playing out very similarly to the Wild game. And if the Capitals do the same thing, then it'll really be the same the same way. But if I'm Toronto, I think I try and limit it and try and play a low event hockey game and try and uh just allow, you know, my big boys to make the play when they can.
1: Well, we already know that the big thing they gotta worry about is Alex Ovechkin. Like, not only just because of how, you know. He has 32 goals this year. First off, you want to make sure he's going nowhere near Matthews on the scoring race. Like we got to protect that Matthews. will can take care of business on his own, but the, the team's got to pitch in there. Um, I, I also think like, if you look at it, like Washington, despite their issues this year, they're third in the, they're tied for second in the NHL with six shutouts. Like they can get
0: an out of nowhere, good goaltending performance. Vanacek, but Vanacek has been the better goalie of the two and he's not going to be in this game. Like it's either going to be Ilya Samsonov or they go with Phoenix Copley, who's been their number three guy all season long. So, you know, that that is going to be a benefit. The Maple Leafs are going to have the weaker goalie in their system um, with Vanacek obviously being on loan unless they plan on calling him up tomorrow, which I guess could happen as we record this on, on Sunday night, perhaps something changes on Monday and they call them up from the minors and, and make them start that night. But uh, I don't know. We'll see what ends up happening. Last couple of games. Yeah. Like these days, two team templates of 2019. There's it's so different. It's not even remotely the same team. Last time at these two clubs uh, did play against each other and Washington won both those games that year. Um, the year that the, before the bubble. 4-3 in overtime last time and then a 4-3 in regulation. Uh they've won three in a row here actually. Washington's got three wins in a row against Toronto. 3-2, 4-3, and 4-3. But I think this will be a a victory for Toronto. That's gonna be my prediction. I think Toronto gets the victory here.
1: Yeah, I I think uh, I think it's gonna be a a tight game. Um, I'm gonna go, yeah, about a 4 3 leafs win. I I have faith that he can pull it off uh, considering how he played against the wild. And if we see that type of performance, pretty good chance that they'll come up with the win. It's gotta be Morazic, right? 100%. Like the thing is I, so I listened to what Sheldon keeps reasoning for going with Jack Campbell. And it was like, he didn't, they didn't want to go too long between starts. And it was, he was playing in his home state. So if you're going by that logic, then you don't want Peter Mrazek sitting around either. And I think, you know what, it, it it also would send a bit of a message to Jack Campbell and that maybe, again, as I thought they were going to do in the first place, you give Mrazek a couple of starts to kind of say, all right, we're going to give Peter his chance here, because he's been the better goaltender
0: lately. Yeah, I mean, there's that angle, but also you know speaking just speaking with a a lot of very smart hockey people and and guys you know in the game goaltenders like they if if they're in a funk the best way to do it is to just get a lot of practice time and for jack campbell if he's playing every night or every other night there's not much time for him to work on his game in practice I almost feel like giving Peter Mrazek a run here of three games or so, like give him the whole week. What What's the schedule? Like? Is there a back-to-back this week? Well, I don't They I'm play not... Washington
1: on Monday. Then they play Buffalo on Wednesday.
0: Yeah, yeah. I know they got Washington-Buffalo. Like give Mrazek both of those starts. And give, you know, maybe Jack the whole week off and let him come back and play the Saturday game. Against
1: the Canucks.
0: Yeah. You know, yeah, let him play that game on Saturday against the Canucks. Like, let him do, let him have that game there, come back home, refreshed, give him the whole week to kind of get himself, uh, have some good practices with Steve Briere and try and, you know, get his game back. Because it's, man, this ain't it. Like, what we're seeing. And the thing is, when it comes to him, is we know that Jack Campbell's a good goaltender. We know that it's in him. He showed us that earlier this year, he showed us that all last year. So we know that he can be a top tier, number one goaltender. It's all in his head. Yeah. It's all in his head. It always is. Confidence is so big for this guy. And I just think when he's getting out there, he's in his own head. He's allowing a goal here. And once he allows one or one bad one, things start to snowball. So maybe just take that, take that risk away from him for that week and, and allow him to rest his mind and his body, his soul, all of that, and allow him to work on his game in practice and then get him back out there for that game uh, for that game next weekend against the Canucks. That's what I would do if I was Sheldon Keefe. Whether or not he does that, I don't know. I, I, I don't know because at some point, you know, you do want to s- – like I guess you do talk to Jack and you say, hey, what do you want to do? Or That's what they say. We talk to the goalies. We figure it out. But at some point, you know, you got to kind of take the bull by the horns and say, look, you got to figure some stuff out. We're going to give you that time to figure it out. In the meantime, it's Peter's net. And that's what I think needs to happen this week. And, look, they
1: have uh, have a back-to-back next week as well. They're going to need Jack.
0: Yeah, of course. I mean, I'm not saying to to fully give Mrazek the net, but I think for the next few games here, I I think that's what they need to do. And then they can reevaluate and reassess, you know, if Campbell comes back and, and has a couple of solid starts. I mean, the the, the bigger problem too is Morazic's not even running away with it. He has an opportunity to run away with it, and become the number one goaltender here because Jack Campbell's just not hasn't been able to do it in the last three months. And he hasn't been able to do it. That's the sad part. It, you know, you make these goaltenders, you like these tandems are supposed to push each other and have that internal competition. There's no competition right now. No, It's who could suck less. Yeah, like, that's what it is right now. Who sucks less? Cause that's, who's going to get the start. One of these guys need to just take the bull by the horns because the job is up for grabs right now. I really do believe that the job is up for grabs. And if Campbell can refine his game, it's his job. He's back to being the top guy who's going to get two of three starts. But if it's Morazic, he's got an opportunity to take it too. So the job's up for grabs and, and, and one of those two, if the Maple Leafs want to do anything this season or anything in these playoffs, one of those two has got to get themselves back on track.
1: Yeah. And I, I also think of it like it's you almost missed, like... Drastic... missed it, Dave. Oh, bike drop. Sorry. <laughs>
0: Our YouTube friends will see it. So if you're not on YouTube, you missed it. So go on YouTube. Tell you what, let's... um. I guess we could keep this power ranking for tomorrow.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I was just, I also just wanted to point out that Ryan Dezingle scored his first goal with the San Jose Sharks tonight.
0: Oh yeah. Nick Ritchie had two points for the Arizona Coyotes too. (laughs) Two point night for Nick Ritchie. Good for you, pal. Good for you. Yeah. Uh, (sighs) Toronto. Is this where people come to die? Is that, is that what this is now? And then they get a new on life.
1: They can't even get the Toronto to die in some cases.
0: Well, yeah, for to single, yeah, you're right. Single <laughs> Brooks, and then you get a new lease on life when you leave Toronto. Maybe that's the case. All right, we were going to go through some of the goaltenders that Toronto could bring in if these two, if the front office believes that these two can't get it, just can't get it done, and maybe they need to go shopping. Um, we have a couple of guys tell you what we'll do it tomorrow. So make sure you're subscribed because we're going to have another episode coming out tomorrow as we do each and every Monday through Friday. Um, and we're going to be doing it. It's, it's, it's our power ranking, our top five goalies who we think could be on the block and could help Toronto if they want to make a goalie change. So that's, what's going to be on tomorrow's show. So make sure that you're uh, subscribed and ready for that. Um, but before I do, uh, Let me tell you about one of today's show sponsors as we close it out, and that's betonline.net. Football might be over for the season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fire coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online, it's where the game starts. All right, Dave. It was a fun one. Um, man, Saturday sucked, but hopefully tonight is a much better game. Uh Leafs and- that Saturday sucked, by the way, and they won. I'm just gonna point that out there. Like I know, I know, but it, it's <laughs> it was just not, do- it
1: was not good for the heart, it was not good for the for the mind.
0: It, it was wasn't. Like, it wasn't. It was just such a roller coaster. Like I felt so nice. good up until about nine o'clock. The nine p.m. came, and uh, that was like left the
1: Leviathan,
0: but in reverse order. Have you sure. ever been on
1: Wonderland in Canada in, Tor- in Toronto? Leviathan. I, never,
0: I have never been on the Leviathan. Actually, I don't think I've been there since they built the Leviathan. Now I think about it. I think the uh, what's the other one? The other big coaster they have there. Oh man. I
1: now I'm going into now I'm going into my my mind here with the with the Wonderland coaster. Yeah, cuz there's two of them.
0: Yeah, what was it called? The uh, anyways, that's the one that I went on uh, a couple of times, yeah. Behemoth. The Behemoth, yes, the Behemoth. That's the one where uh yeah, that was the big coaster at the time when I went back in back in the high school days. All right, uh Dave Fun Show, Fun Show, hopefully a really solid game tonight. Let's hope for it. Let's hope. Let's hope. Uh, we need a good goaltending. If you're
1: watching <laughs> YouTube, I'm going with. I, I I don't have it with me. Maybe we'll have to get the oil, the
0: Italian oils. You know, you know we'll get the beads. We'll get the beads. The peppers. Maybe we'll have to wear. You know, the pepper. You're looking for one. You got one around you?
1: you? My rosary, not too far from me. I, don't know. <laughs> I might have to. I might have to ha- hold that in my hand.
0: All right, buddy. Let's uh let's 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 end this thing here. Um that's gonna do it for us here today on the podcast. I'd like to thank you all for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Locked On Lease podcast on all podcasts and platforms. I receive daily lease content. Follow myself on Twitter at Mick underscore Canuck, follow the show at Locked On Lease and follow Dave at D underscore Morasuti. We'll be back with another episode tomorrow. Gonna tee up the uh or we're gonna recap the game against the Capitals and also Go over some of the goaltenders that Toronto could bring in should they want to make a change. So that's what we got for tomorrow. And uh, until then, keep it locked right here on Lockdown.